Hello, and welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. My name is Danielle Blinka, and I'm your host. And say hello to our super friendly co-host. Hi, I'm Aaron. Now, since this episode comes out on Christmas Eve 2020, I wanted to do a Christmas-themed murder. Uh-oh. Now, I will tell you, a lot of the Christmas murders that you find out there are shootings, are just family murders. And it seems to be oftentimes a combination of family annihilations by estranged relatives and angry kids who kill their parents for getting them not great presents. You know, you, you could just get a lump of coal, you know, like the, the murder seems unnecessary, right? That is true. Now, I will tell you, most of the kids who kill their parents over Christmas are adult children whose lives are a hot mess, but still not quite as good of a story for Christmas time, right? I agree. Now, I didn't want to cover one of these types of crimes, especially the sort of Christmas mass shootings that happen, which are terrifying, by the way. Um, I don't know if you've heard of any of these crimes, Aaron. I have not. But sometimes um, an angry parent or someone else in the family who's mad about something shows up to the Christmas holiday exchange and then kills everyone. That's awful. I mean, that's really awful. Yeah. Now, we're not talking about that today. And we will also not be talking about the really high-profile Christmas crimes, like the Lawson family murders or the Sodder family mystery, because even though these cases are super interesting, they're also very well covered by a lot of different other podcasts. And so I thought, I don't want to cover something that's been covered a lot, maybe one day in a bonus episode if our listeners really want to discuss it, because honestly, these cases are both very interesting. But I wanted to do something a little bit different. Absolutely. Bring in, bring something new. So instead, we are going to be covering our first axe murder today. Dun, Surprise! Dun. Yes, now you may remember from a prior episode that I was looking for the first axe murder for this show, and I believe I have found it. Yay! Either way, we're talking about axe murder today, so... Axe murder. Alright, so we're going to have an axe murder theme song? <laughs> is, that, is that the choice we're going with, Aaron? Appar- apparently that's where my brain is going today. Alright, well... We're going to have a theme song. I mean, yeah. like, if we're going to do axe murder, we're just going to go hard on it, you know? For reals. We've already dipped into the holiday eggnog over here um, <laughs> at the ba- Bad Axe Podcast headquarters. So, we're feeling pretty excited about this show i think i'm very excited let's do this all right now i just want to say off the bat that i feel especially judgy about people who commit axe murder um that's why i wanted to do an axe murder case i do not understand the motivation between picking such a gross weapon yeah that is true not that i'm saying i understand the motivation to murder people i'm just saying there's like degrees of terribleness am i right yeah you are right about that for sure. all right now it kind of makes sense Whenever people used axes in olden times, because there were axes lying around, they were in logs, just right by the firewood. You know, there were just axes in everybody's house. So it makes sense if you're like a murderer in like 1870 or something, that you would walk by an axe, grab it, and then try to murder someone with it. I mean, again, if you're going to do it, right? Right, yeah. I mean, it's 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 an accessibility situation. Yeah, yeah. But in this, this day and age, you just don't have axes everywhere like why are you intentionally picking these axes up yeah and if you do have axes everywhere that raises some other questions that's a whole new problem yeah yes and so i just have to ask 
for all the axe murderers out there, um, I don't know, I guess right into the show with your answer. Why did you pick that weapon, you weirdo? Like, you had options. Also, don't <laughs> kill people, but still, be yeah. less gross. All right. <laughs> now, today, we are in Paradise Township in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. That sounds like a really nice place. It does sound like a nice place. It's actually a quaint city that's home to less than 6,000 people. And when you search it on Google Images, you'll see photos of historic colonial American structures and farm scenes. Especially, for some reason, a lot of very happy cows peering out of wooden cattle fences. That's pretty cool. Yes, it's very Americana calendar-esque in Paradise Township. And it's the last place you'd expect to find a nightmare before Christmas. Ah, I see what you did there. Literally. Yeah. I know, right? A literal nightmare, yeah. On Christmas Eve 2014, one paradise couple felt anything but merry or bright. 34-year-old Stephanie Kilhafner-Klopp and her 36-year-old husband, Dustin Lee Klopp, seemed to have an okay marriage from the outside, but trouble brewed below the surface. The couple, who'd been married a little over three years, lived with their children, Taylin and Darian, aged five and two, at 623 Georgetown Road. They had enough land for their home, horses, and a shed. Nice. Now, Stephanie had a reputation for being friendly and open. She loved being a mom and treasured her two children. And additionally, she enjoyed caring for the horses she shared with her husband. Now, on the other hand, neighbors described Klopp as a bit paranoid and standoffish. Hmm. Yes. Just like an axe murderer. Like an axe murderer. Warning signs. For sure. While the police never responded to domestic violence calls at the couple's home, their marriage was far from perfect. Like many couples, they had their problems. However, Klopp's behavior soon took a bizarre turn. And the couple's entire world and that of their families finally came crumbling down. When Stephanie and Dustin put their young children to bed on Christmas Eve 2014, the kids were likely dreaming of the presents they'd wait to find under the Christmas tree. Any minute, they'd hear Santa's boots on the roof and the bells of his sleigh and the reindeer that guide it. However, the sounds erupting from the Klopp house would be anything but merry. At around 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve, the couple began arguing. Neither Klopp nor the authorities could say what the fight was about. However, Klopp reached his breaking point that night. Literally. Literally. Now, I have to speculate because obviously no one knows what the fight is about. And I feel like if it were about something serious, 100%, he would have said something. You would right. think so, yeah. Because, like, if she revealed on Christmas Eve a big secret, like, maybe she had an affair or something, he would have told that to police because it would, ex- not excuse, but it would give a reason for why he did what he did. Right, yeah. But I have a theory that I have no evidence for that I think that they were fighting over stupid Christmas shit. Because, think about it. How many people, if you were an adult, has had a stupid Christmas fight? On Christmas Eve. Sure, you have fights about dumb stuff on holidays. Yes. You know, there's be- holiday stress, right? It is. It's stressful. And also, too, like, there's so much pressure to do all the things perfect. Mm-hmm. Especially on Christmas Eve. Whether you have kids or not, there are going to be pressure to, like, go to Christmas Day parties, to have presents for the right people, 
to make the gingerbread house, to leave the cookies out for Santa. There's so much drama going on to keep the kids in bed, to assemble the presents. There's a lot of drama on Christmas Eve. Um, Not to stress everyone out today, because I know it's Christmas Eve and we release this. But it is. It's like a hard day for a lot of people. It's like, it's fun, but it's also got its pressure. And so I am convinced that they were fighting over something stupid, like how to assemble a bike or like where to put the presents or if they had enough presents. And then this horrible crime ended up happening. Yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, it's terrible, but it makes sense. It does. While most parents were putting presents under the tree, sipping cocoa, nibbling cookies, or trying to grab a few hours of sleep before the merriment convinced on Christmas morning, Klopp ended his short marriage in the worst way possible. In a fit of rage, he attacked Stephanie, punching her in the face striking her so hard she fell to the floor unconscious. She was still breathing but needed medical attention, and instead of calling for help, he continued the attack. While her limp body lay still, he retrieved a knife. Then he knelt down beside his unconscious wife and slit her throat. Jesus. She lay bleeding on the floor, but still she clinged to life. He had a chance to save her, but he chose to continue the attack Not satisfied with the level of violence, Klopp grabbed an axe and struck Stephanie in the head multiple times, crushing her skull. She died not long after his initial punch that sent her falling to the ground. God, that's gruesome. It's very gruesome. And later, he did confirm to the police that he knew his wife was still alive when he hit her with the axe. That's unacceptable. That's just terrible. It is. Now, one thing I've learned about axe murder... Um, that might be helpful to people who are not gross, is that it's not normally committed with the sharp part of the axe. You know, if I've read a lot of stories about different types of axe murders, including high-profile murders like the New Orleans axe man and the man from the train axe murderer. Um, usually, they use the back of the axe as like a blunt object to kill their victims rather than the sharp blade. Because it's actually much easier to, like, bash somebody in the skull with the back of the axe than it is to precisely hit them with the front. Because of when you're swinging an axe, it's not as, like, precise as certain other weapons. So it's, like, it's easy to miss. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I always picture it, like, with the blade of the axe. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you were describing it, that's what I had. That's, that's what I was picturing. But it makes a lot of sense because, like, like you say, it's the accuracy. But also, like, I imagine that... Like in movies, you always see people like swing and then the axe gets stuck in something and then yes. they get attacked. But like if you're hitting them with the blunt end, then that's not going to happen. Cause for just, sure. For yeah. sure. And like yeah. you can swing an axe with precision in some cases. Like obviously people chop wood and it's not just all over the place. Sure. Sure. But it's not as precise as other weapons. Sure. And I do know in a not so fun fact that at least one crime where an axe murderer used an axe they did use it with the blade down and it was way, way worse because they attacked their, they did attack their victim while they were awake. But as he was swinging the ax, like he missed and he was getting like the shoulder and stuff. Like it was, it was pretty awful. It was like really the awfulest thing you can imagine. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever cover that case. Some people (laughs) have probably heard about it. I think it might've been on snapped at some point, but it's like this lady who's married to, I think a dentist, and she's mad because he's wanting a divorce, so she makes her cousin axe murder him, and it's just disgusting. Like, it was a very brutal crime, and that's kind of when I started to be like, what is wrong with people? 
Yeah. For I real. was very young when I first heard about that case, and it was just like disturbing. So people do try to use the blade. Um, it doesn't really work that well, and it's kind of horrible. Like the victim fought back for a while. Yeah. But he still could, which is disgusting. It really is. I don't want to see pictures from that case. No. Oh, my God. What if the jury had to look at pictures? Yeah. Mm-mm. I imagine that being Mm-mm. on a jury has some Mm-mm. downsides. For Just sure. Just going to go out on For sure. Now. now, to clarify, reports do not say what type of blows that cop used, but it does sound like from the descriptions of the crime and her autopsy that he probably used it as a blunt object. Keep in mind, as we talk about this, that as he committed this crime, his children slept nearby in their bedrooms. Fortunately, against all odds, they didn't witness this horrific murder. But at the same time, that doesn't mean their father didn't ruin Christmas for them. Yeah, I imagine waking up to find mommy dead would be very traumatic. For sure. I mean, they don't realize she's dead at first. I'm not sure what he told them. He does where he never said. Um, I wish we had that information because I just have questions about the reaction from the kids and then his parents. Yeah, for real. Also, another thing that I actually wondered while you were reading about this is that, is it possible the reason why the kids never came in there is because it was Christmas Eve? Dude, Ironically, I was thinking of that exact same thing. I was like, maybe they heard some noise, but they didn't come out because they're like, oh, it's just Santa Claus. And if I go out, then I won't get my presents. Yeah, and, because yeah. a lot of people who are allowed to believe in Santa Claus... <laughs> who are are allowed to do it unlike some people right now that are mad i was never allowed to do santa claus because my parents are mean but some people who are allowed to do santa claus believe that if you like disturb santa or you see santa you're like automatically demoted to naughty list and you lose all your presents yeah that's right so maybe that santa myth maybe helped them not get like witness to murder yeah Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. I mean, which I guess is a blessing in some ways for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, yikes. For reals, though. Just yikes, man. Like, that's just got to scar you for Christmas forever, you know? Because, like, every Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be like, hey, let's have a good Christmas, you know? And then it's and like, it's like, but then that happened. Yeah, yeah like, Jesus. who the crap? Anyway. I don't know, man. I think I might start celebrating Christmas in June if, if that happened. For to me, real, you know? just do the Christmas in July bullshit that the right. the, sh- the stores always try to push. Yeah. They're like, hey, like you guys haven't bought anything in a while. Christmas in July, am I right? <laughs> All right. Now, with his wife dead, Klopp had a big decision to make. Did he call the authorities or should he try to hide the body? I wonder what he's going to pick. I know. I mean, what could he possibly do? Yeah, like... They always, they always try to hide the body, like they always do. Yes. And they always do a terrible job. Yes. Yes to both. So initially, <laughs> he did attempt to hide his crime by cleaning up the scene and hiding his wife's body. He retrieved a cargo bag that goes on the roof of a car, which is called a car carrier. I actually looked this up um, because I was like, car carrier? What is that? And it's basically one of those like things you see on the roofs of cars. 
yeah. for like going on vacation or something. Yeah, the little case that's like on the on the Yes, that's yeah. not as yeah. popular down here in Texas. I don't know why. It feels like it's just not a thing here. I thought they didn't make those anymore, but they do. You can buy them online. I discovered this. Yeah, I feel like they were more popular when we were kids. Because, like, I haven't seen one in a long time. But, like, when I was a kid, like, I mean, I feel like I've seen a few of them. But not they're not very popular. I don't, know. I don't feel like I did. But maybe, yeah. I, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Like, I never saw very many of them. Well, they had one. And so he went and got that and then shoved his wife's body into it and drug her out to a shed on their property. At this point, I just want to highlight the fact that instead of putting out presents on Christmas Eve, he's literally getting rid of his wife's body. Yeah, that's terrible. It's just terrible. Yeah. All right, now next, Klopp went back into the house and tried to get rid of the blood. He managed to clean up the scene well enough that his kids didn't notice signs of the crime when they awoke on Christmas morning. However, they likely questioned where their mom was since she was so passionate about her kids and, of course, she would never miss them open their presents. Yeah, absolutely. He never says in any of the reports of what he exactly said to his wife, like, to his kids about where their mom was. Yeah, because you know they had questions. For sure. Like, if I woke up and, I mean, like, if I woke up and somebody was missing from my household, it didn't matter who it was, I'd be like, where did they go? Yeah. If my cat was gone on Christmas morning, I would be like, where is my cat? <laughs> we cannot open presents until my cat is found. That is true. I feel like that is how I would feel if one of my parents was mysteriously gone on Christmas. That's right. All right. Now, on Christmas morning, Klopp acted like nothing was wrong. He packed the children into their car and drove to his parents' home for a Christmas gathering. He spent most of the day celebrating the holiday with family, eating, opening presents, and sharing love. So he just went on, went on like nothing was wrong. Yes. Now, I do have questions. What did his parents think? I'm just wondering if, like, he had some kind of crazy story. Maybe he said she was sick or something? Maybe. I mean, you'd have to say something because the parents would definitely ask. A hundred percent. But, like, it's hard to imagine, you know, coming up with a story that would be good enough to satisfy somebody like that on Christmas. Because, mm -hmm. like, it would have to be a hell of a story. I mean, For reals. Meanwhile, while they're having this jolly time... Stephanie's body lay wrapped in the car carrier, discarded in the family shed. Jesus. So this goes on until about 5.20 p.m. And this is the point at which Klopp realizes that this is just a charade that cannot go on. So he does something very, very odd. He decides that he is going to tell his parents what happened and stop lying. So... It's not clear if he always planned on doing this or if he just didn't want to have to do it anymore. Maybe the lies got to him. Like, I can see if the parents have been asking all day and trying to check up on his wife. Maybe he realized that he wasn't going to get away with it. Either way, he decides he's going to call the police and turn himself in. Well, I mean, it's good that he turned himself in, I guess. Yes. Now, initially, the police get this call. And they are confused because they've never had a situation where someone wanted to turn themselves in both before the crime was ever reported and also when they weren't trying to plead some kind of crazy self-defense situation. Yeah, for real. I mean, that would yeah. definitely be... Or abnormal. not crazy self-defense situation. Because, yeah. I mean, like, if someone was fighting you and you, like, defended yourself and they fell down the stairs or something, obviously that is some sort of situation that might need investigation. 
Um, I don't want to say murder because I'm probably isn't, it's probably an accidental situation or self-defense or something, but still like when you called the police to be like, Hey, I want to confess to something. You'd be saying like, I defended myself against this person. Yes, you would. Or again, like if you knew the police were looking for you, it's, it might be easier to call and say, Hey, it's me. You're looking for me. I'm coming in. Right. Because like, it's less fun to be hunted down. I'm assuming. I would think so. But it's weird in this case because they did not know that Stephanie was missing or dead. And so it was kind of a shock out of the blue where he called and was like, hey, just for fun, just so you know, like, I killed my wife yesterday. I'm going to come down. Yeah, that that would be a definitely a very awkward call to get. All right. So the police sent an officer to the couple's home to inspect the scene for signs of a crime. And there the officer located Stephanie's body in that shed. Meanwhile, Klopp's father drove him to the police station to turn himself in. And there he was arrested and charged later for his crimes. Now, authorities ended up charging him with homicide, abuse of a corpse, and tampering with or fabricating evidence. They held Klopp without bail as he awaited trial. Now, immediately, they sent Stephanie's body off for an autopsy. And it was there that the medical examiner made a surprise discovery that would change the course of the case. Oh, no. What do you think is going to happen? She's going to be pregnant. No. Actually, I think that could be worse. I don't know. You be the judge of what's worse, pregnant or what's about to be revealed. Okay. All right. Now, based on the examination of the body, the Emmy determined that Klopp had sexually assaulted his wife during the murder. Based on the available evidence, they could not determine if the sexual assault occurred while she was alive or after she was deceased. Yikes. Yeah. Now, obviously, this casts a new pallor over the case, especially since the assault may have occurred after death. At that point, authorities added a new charge of involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, which feels like a fancy word for rape. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. So, I don't know if this is worse than if she were pregnant. I can't decide because, like, I wasn't expecting you to guess pregnant, but I feel like killing your pregnant wife is extra bad, but also sexually assaulting your wife or maybe her corpse is also extra bad. Yeah, there's there's really no winner there. Like, those are just both Both bad. bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, maybe they're just both equally bad. All right. Now, during the investigation, authorities also found out some other information. They decided... They revealed... That Klopp had a minor criminal history prior to the murder. Now, I don't really know if this has anything to do with the murder part, but since it's been reported in a lot of places, I decided to include it here. And his criminal past is that he pleaded guilty to burglary and simple assault in 1997. He pleaded guilty to burglary and resisting arrest in 2001. He pleaded guilty to DUI twice in 2007. And he pleaded guilty to drug charges in 2009. And he actually served two years in jail for the drug charges and was released in 2011, which is the same year he married Stephanie. Wow. Yeah. So he had like, it was kind of a minor crime history, but at the same time, it does seem like he was consistently doing something wrong. And I guess maybe he just like went hard this time. Yeah. It seems like he just had, he just kept getting in trouble. Definitely. It's just, it is super weird and confusing though. That's my opinion. Yeah. By his criminal history, people who knew Klopp said that they were really shocked to find out that he killed his wife because he never really seemed to have violent tendencies. 
but I would argue that he clearly had some sort of violent tendencies because he chose to do an axe murder. Yeah. Like, I could maybe understand, again, it's never okay to murder, and I don't understand why people murder each other. But I can understand being like, oh, he never had a violent tendency if, like, I don't know, he, like, was mad and bumped into her really hard and she fell off a stair or something. Yeah. That's still bad. It's just that it's obviously less violent because in that case he, like, you know, bumped into her really hard. But, like, to axe murder someone, he killed her, like, three different ways. Yeah, for real. Like, physical hit to the head. The, the knife slit, and then the, the axe. That's, like, really bad. Yeah, that's a lot of anger. For sure. I mean, he had to go get multiple weapons. Yeah. In theory. I mean, I doubt they had an axe and a knife just sitting there in the middle of their house. Yeah, exactly. Like, he yeah he stopped, went and got something else, and then came back and finished the job. For real. That's twice. just ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Now, with his trial scheduled for 2015, Klopp waited in jail for his day in court. However, he never faced trial for his wife's murder. In late February 2015, he hanged himself with a bedsheet in his jail cell. And authorities initially tried to save him, but he died a few days later at the hospital from lack of oxygen to his brain. Now, I believe that the reason why we don't have the answers to some of these big questions is because he chose to hang himself. Because the timeline of him being in jail is very short. He, li- he literally is arrested on Christmas Day, which is the very end of December. He hung himself in the last few days of February. Yeah, so only a couple of months. Yeah, so he was in jail for like slightly over two months, like two, two months and a couple of days. Yeah. And so we don't have as much information as we might have had if he would have lived and gone to trial. Yeah, for all, I think some of those things would have come out at trial, like you're saying. Yeah, so it is kind of sad that we'll never get these answers. But at the same time, I mean... It, in, in some ways, it might be a blessing because the kids don't have to go through it constantly, although they still lost their father. Yeah, they I lost think both it's parents. hard to say. Definitely, it's hard to say if you would really want that parent around if they killed your other parent. But at the same time, like, you can't speak for people. Yeah, it's hard to know. It's mm-hmm. hard to know. Now, the couple's two young children, Taylin and Darian, do live with Stephanie's parents, so they have a loving home. That's good. That's very good. All right. I do want to just say how sad it is for those kids that their father both chose to murder their mother, but also did it on Christmas Eve, thus ruining the holiday forever. Yeah. I feel like it's too horrible for words because I'm imagining every year is like a funeral at Christmas time. Yeah. That's, I think that's exactly what it's got to be like. Now, I have to say, after I prepared the story, I was feeling like pretty good about the story itself but i started feeling super bad about bumming everyone out on christmas eve um because it is so sad so i decided to try to remind everyone that there are a lot of things to be happy about this year because even though 2020 has been a hard year there's a lot of good stuff going on i mean people are sharing love they're caring for each other And whether it's something like, you know, delivering baked goods to a friend, like my friends, Daniel and Amanda delivered to us. Yeah, I know. That was really tasty. I love you guys. Maybe it's that or maybe it's sending presents to people who are in need right now. Maybe it's just, you know, sending Christmas cards or sharing love and kindness. There's so many warm fuzzies happening this year. And I feel like people are really coming together, even though we're trying to stay apart for COVID relief, hopefully you are having a nice holiday. Yes, hopefully you are. In your home. Yes, safely. 
We are wishing everyone a very happy holiday season, and we hope that 2021 is a fantastic year for all of you. Um, So thank you for being around so that we can say hello to you. Hello. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pod. And if you want exclusive bonus content, we're on Patreon at Pod. We'll see you next week with a new story. Yay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.